0: Hey, this is Pastor Tom with North Lincoln Baptist Church, and you're watching Not Another Church Podcast. This is a weekly podcast featuring church staff and your host, Pastor Tom. So thanks for tuning in. So I think as the perfect marriage is described in Ephesians 5, we can kind of extrapolate from that what real biblical manhood and womanhood should look like. And so, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so the wives should submit in everything to their husband. So, obviously, that is not a popular statement. And I I, I really think that that, that within the church, there's so much rebellion against that because of how it's been misrepresented. Woman, you're not supposed to wear pants. You need to submit. I think that the very next section does not allow that kind of behavior because Paul, in describing what the husband should do, says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, he then, it's kind of funny, for the ladies, he gives one little paragraph. You got this. For the men, he then goes into uh, half a chapter to say, Okay, let me break this down for you. But, But what he's breaking down is, Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for them. And I've said... Here and from the pulpit, if Paul just stopped at husbands love your wives, full stop, um, I can do that. I, I got that. But continuing the thought and saying, as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, now we're talking about a level of sacrificial love that I don't know that I'm capable of.
1: So that means sometimes you're folding the laundry, doing the dishes.
0: Sometimes that means that I'm doing things. I mean, if Jesus could get on his knees and wash the feet of his followers, then who do I think I am to say I ain't washing no dishes? Woman, submit. Mm. Clearly, if we're demanding for our wives to shut up make me a sandwich, we haven't read the rest of the passage. And I think the reason why it's misunderstood is because most people— Listen to this being taught or read this text thinking about what the other spouse's responsibilities are. The men are sitting there going, yeah, woman, you need to be submitting. And then tune out when it's like, and men, you are to love your wives, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting that both parties are being told that they're responsible for superhuman levels of sacrificing to their own wants, needs, and desires to benefit the other person, and neither the husband or wife come out of this, in fact, being a man, I would argue that we get the raw end of the deal here, because we're being told to (laughs) sacrificially, (laughs) sacrificially love, but also being held responsible as the head, so I've got to give an account for everything, but I also have to sacrifice everything. (laughs) It's just not fair. Poor Donna. She's just outnumbered. (laughs) The bias.
1: I guess all the women listening to this heard that. We have it easy. Just in case you're feeling frustrated with your husband. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. I mean, all you got
0: to do is (laughs) sit around and submit. I mean, remember there's other parts of this podcast.
1: (laughs) But, you know, even culturally, though, right now it's been twisted into where we use the word, um, you know, it's always yelled or screamed from somewhere that the patriarchy. You know, a patriarchal society, the history of the world has come down. And <clears throat> it amuses me on one hand because we live in this Western Christianized world where we're allowed to fight for our rights. There's an equality that's being given to us as women. And you look the world over in non-Christian areas, and it's not true.
0: No. no in fact- it's
1: not the same. But we all hate Christ, or we hate the idea of God, or Christianity is becoming... more and more is is to blame, and the patriarchy that's taught in the Bible, and and I go, sisters, y'all got it way wrong. There is so much that you're missing if that's what you've pulled out of walking away from the Bible, because obviously men have it harder, you know, since they have to sacrifice and be (laughs) responsible, you know, but, um, you know, but you realize that society-wise, how that plays out when someone picks and chooses bits and pieces of it and walks out into the world and said, this is what... I I would argue that
0: nothing in human history has elevated womanhood more than Christianity.
1: I, I would agree with you. You wouldn't argue with me.
0: Because I think if you look at outside of the Christian world, I've lived in countries where women and children are legally considered property. If I... In fact, when I first came to North Glencoe, I had several ladies that complained to elders, deacons, because they said that I did not like women. He wouldn't look at me when he talked to me. And that actually was an affectation that I had learned living in the Muslim world. You never made eye contact with a person of the opposite sex. That was highly offensive, not to them, but to their spouse. And so it would be really common in a social setting for me to walk into a room um, I would shake hands with the husband and talk to him and not, beyond acknowledging, hey, how are you, I would not make eye contact. And I certainly wouldn't extend my hand and force her to to deny. That would be greatly humiliating. And so it took my daughters had a hard time coming here because if you looked at somebody on the streets in that particular country, if you made eye contact with a person of the opposite sex, it was a highly charged Flirtation. Flirtation had sexual connotations. And so coming back to the United States, my daughters going to a normal high school really felt uncomfortable because they'd be walking through the hallway and these guys are looking at them and they're like, you're not allowed to look at me. Yeah. And so in our country, that would, that would be absurd because of the fact that, that those, those underpinnings of Christianity are still there. That, that and in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, you see women opening up their home to other Christians coming in. And, and they're elevated to a point where, it, you know, we read it and it doesn't seem normal. In the first century, the Christian church was criticized for allowing women roles where they were doing things. Why? Well,
1: even the place where Jesus first presented himself after his um, resurrection was to women.
0: Which at the time could not legally state that something had occurred. Yeah. If Christianity was absolutely made up by the disciples, that would have been ludicrous for the first people to have seen him to have been women. It's a horrible story.
1: Because at that time, they would not have their, their word would have, was useless. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay, so now we've talked big picture culturally, and we see the things that are going on around us. But how about in the practical day-to-day manhood, womanhood, um, in the home? What have you done to sacrifice for Ann?
0: Are you asking today? Because I got a notebook, I, right? I can go with today. <laughs> and if you
1: want you if you want to text me real quick, Ann, tell me today he didn't do so well.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to bring any of that. And so one of the things, and I will say, and I I, I know that Anne would agree, that the first uh, five years of my marriage was, um, for her, uh, a living hell. Because... Um, I brought to the marriage a really skewed view of what marriage was supposed to be. And I I, did, I had sat under some really bad theology where she was supposed to shut up and do what she was told. And I also brought to the marriage baggage from the Marine Corps, brought, brought to the marriage baggage from marriages that I had observed. And um, it took some time for me to learn that um, the idea of marriage being 50-50 is a broken model. It has to be 100-100. You both have to be giving everything that you've got for it to work. And so coming in and saying, well, I've done with with a sense of, um, I've done my 50%, why haven't you done yours, caused massive amounts of conflict. And I I can even give a specific example. I had, a real issue with uh, a habit that Ann had. She would, uh, in the morning, get up, get dressed, and she would leave her hangers on the back of the door. And so, if I opened or closed that closet door, you had the jingle of the hangers. And And I'm saying, eight or nine years. This was like a major pet peeve. It caused literal arguments where I've asked you to do this. Why can't you just pick the hanger back up and hang it back up? To the point that I was uh, talking to an older, wiser believer, m- male, and was telling him, I just wish you, blah, blah, blah. And he looked me square in the face and said, why don't you hang them up?
1: I was about to ask him, <laughs> why don't you just If do it, it, it bothers yes. you, why
0: don't you pick the hangers up and hang them up? Yeah, And I was so dumb that that was a revelation. Like, <laughs> Especially eight or nine years
1: <laughs> revelation. Like, yes. Hey,
0: I never thought of that. <laughs> and the interesting thing, just to show the wickedness of the human heart, is when I started doing it as a way to serve her, my anger at hearing the clanging of the hangers went away. It it, it was just an interesting insight in, in my mind. So, of of how wicked I am, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> Um, so that's those sort of things in the marriage, like I did the laundry last time, it's your turn to do the laundry, so I'm not doing it, is really self-defeating. It's, it's really a stupid way to look at life, because if the laundry needs to be done, you both have to wear the clothes. Who cares which tick mark is beside the name? And so those sort of things, just the...
1: We're working together we're, to accomplish things. We
0: are a team, yes. and we're trying to accomplish getting these kids raised and out of my house <laughs> so that, that at least for 10 years before we die, we can have some pleasure in our lives.
1: No. Uh, no, he loves you, Ruthie. <laughs> yes. um,
0: no, that, but, but the fact that we're a team and we're trying to accomplish this life together sadly has been a revolutionary idea in our marriage that it's not a, here's my list of chores, and and part of that just comes from, I mean, at your job, at everything that we do, here's the things you're going to do, here's the things you're going to do, now sally forth and do them, and so you kind of feel like, well, I've done my list, why aren't you doing your list? And not thinking about the fact that maybe she's hauling kids back and, you know, two kids to, to soccer, this kid to cheer, this kid to football, this kid, and, and she's exhausted at the end of the day too. And me sitting there doing my quiet time going, why hasn't she done the laundry is really obnoxious.
1: Why Does he load the dishwasher just the right way
0: now that's one i, I that, that is that is one of those areas where men and women are different there's nothing that we can do about it it doesn't matter how I load the dishwasher. The super dishwasher loader has got to come in before the washing cycle is started. it has to be recycled. and I know you do the same thing because it, it is a male or it is a secondary sexual characteristic loading the dishwasher. <laughs> All right, with that, we end today's podcast. Thanks for watching Not Another Church Podcast with your host, Pastor Tom. We want to invite you to join us Sundays for small group at 9 a.m., worship services starting at 10 a.m., and you can find North Glencoe Baptist Church live each week on Facebook and our Northlinco.org website. If you missed church, no worries. Our past services are easily accessible. They're archived on YouTube, Vimeo, Facebook. Make sure to stay up to date by following NorthlandCo.org go serve your king